everybody. Welcome to our brand new podcast, Make It Work, with your host, Tam, and the beautiful and talented Christian Garza. Hello. <laughs> Very fashionable also. Yes. So, thank you. Today we are going to discuss a topic that Christian brought to my attention. I had no idea this was a thing. Barbie core. Well, the only reason we're discussing it is because I'm already so tired of it. Um, because we're like an, a year out from the actual movie coming out. And they're doing, whoever is in charge of marketing is doing a great job, but it's like already getting annoying. Barbie is everywhere and it's over everybody's Instagram feed. It's on TikTok. And now they're just trying to connect all the pink that's existed for the last 10 years and saying that it was all culminating in this movie. That is so wild because the promo has been very omnipresent. I was thinking that the movie was out this summer or it's about to come out. Oh yeah, it's not until next year. That is wild. Also- But it's everywhere. Um, everywhere, everywhere. I love Ryan Gosling, so I'm not going to shade him, but mm -hmm. I don't know if he is the ideal kin. I agree. Because, you know, Ryan Gosling has that, like, alternative white boy energy. Like, he plays killers in movies and, like, motorcycle racers and stuff like that. That's not really a clean-cut kin, like, workout body. And I feel like he's doing the rounds for another movie that he's coming out with. And even at that Everybody is talking about Barbie movie and about him being Ken. Eva Mendez was doing an interview, and of course, she's talking about her husband and being Ken. So it's very annoying. But anyway, Barbie core. <laughs> Barbie core. Barbie core, like you said, is just everything pink, everything to me like 80s looking. Yes. Like and of course, now there's think pieces on it and just like people reclaiming pink. And saying, you know, relating that to like feminism and people owning the color instead of, you know, pink is for girls or blue is for boys. But instead, uh, they're just saying, they're just trying to make pink a bigger thing, like a big, huge meaning. Okay. Because like Barbie pink is a thing. Yes. Yes. And just a short while ago, we had the rise of millennial pink. That oh, yeah. Pushed like with Paris Hilton and the Juicy Couture tracksuit look and all that. So are we all just chopping that into the bowl of Barbie now? Or is the internet trying to do that? Well, I think we're going with that hot pink. So I would attribute its resurgence to the, the new hot um, Scaparelli. Oh, I like uh, don't you think? that. Yeah. It's gotten so hot lately. Everybody, every celebrity is wearing something on some red carpet from Scaparelli. And that hot pink was like a signature of hers. That magenta Marilyn Monroe. And then more recently, we have the whole collection, the Valentino that came out. Everything was pink. And of course, those, uh, those super high um, platform hills those are everywhere. Shoes, I love them. Oh my gosh, I want some. They're so, so, so cute. I think Steve Madden has like a dupe of them. Yes, they do. They email me. Yes. <laughs> But those shoes, to me, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, these are Barbie shoes. I think I saw them on Anne Hathaway uh, mm -hmm. at the runway show. And then Versace yeah. has some, too, that came out a season or two ago that are like that. Oh, yeah, style. it was Versace who first did it. Yeah, and then Valentino stole it and kind of made it better, I'm not going to lie, with the point. Yeah, because now I totally associate it with Valentino. Versace, you got your lunch stolen. Anyways, Barbie, who is the actress playing Barbie? I forgot her name. Margot Robbie? Yes. Okay, there we go. Margot Robbie has also been pretty much everywhere. She is the white girl in charge right now. At a time, it was Anne Hathaway. At a time, it was like Jennifer Aniston, but she's it right oh, now. Yeah. 
every movie, everything, they want Margot Robbie. But I heard I that initially it was going to be Amy Schumer. What? Yeah. That's unusual. That was the whole thing about it. And when I heard that, I was like, okay. Like, it was weird, but I got it because I have been on the receiving end of Barbie's, like, campaign to be more inclusive and campaign to be just not traditional, blonde, skinny girl. Yeah. So I, I thought, oh, they were trying to push that forward with the live action thing of, like, yeah, Barbie and maybe Amy Schumer is in awkward situations and she's going to get her in and but then they just went the traditional route. So is it like, do you, in your opinion, do you think they're kind of undoing or backtracking a little bit on there? Everybody could be a Yeah, the safest, especially like for marketing. It's like to keep it cohesive with what we think of as Barbie, who's blonde, skinny, fit, like European attractive. And to go outside of that with like their alternative Barbies, it would be. Yeah, maybe Amy Schumer is going to come up and she's going to be like Skipper. <laughs> I played with Barbies and they always play Skipper to the left. Like she didn't have a real I always story. played with Barbies and I played, I always played with Skipper because she was so relatable. She was short and squatty. <laughs> What's well, short and squatty? She had an athletic build. She had an athletic build. Yes. She was thick. Yeah. But yeah, I think for a Barbie. that like <laughs> for a Barbie, like what you were saying, it would yes. it wouldn't be impossible, but it would take way more money, way more pushing. It wouldn't be as easy to go with the alternative Barbie. Like, oh, we're just putting out a live version of the Barbie that y'all all know and love from our inception. Because my first thought was, uh, I've never really had a white Barbie. Oh, really? Yes, my grandma is very, very pro-black. And she saw some type of experiment, maybe we can crop a picture of it in. Of oh my like, gosh, the doll project. Yes, she saw that yes. and that stayed with her and she was not with it. When she started to have daughters and granddaughters, she was like, ah, 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 ah. That's so good. Doll. And you were reinforced. You were so, even at birthday parties. I have a multicultural family. People would bring me other shades of dolls, and they would be like, mm, "So we're gonna go to your cousins that look like that, not you." <laughs> Happy birthday, girl! So when I saw this new stuff for Barbie, I was like, "Oh, okay. Is the sequel gonna be a black girl?" Well, I should. I wonder how they would do that. Like, how would they rename it? Maybe they could be like a multiverse. They could be like Spider Man. Be like, in this multiverse, she's black. Yes, because there are a series of Barbie cartoons and do they call it the Black Barbie Barbie? Yeah, they just she's just Barbie. Oh. So it's not like it, Skipper has a different name. Mm-mm, they didn't give her like Keisha Barbisha. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> Barbisha. They didn't give her, her own identity. She's just Barbie in chocolate. Um <laughs> chocolate flavor. Yes, but uh, in the documentary, Tiny Shoulders Rethinking Barbie on Hulu, watch that if y'all have not watched it, they were talking about how, to me, it was just, they were just hopping on that wave of us being proud to be Black at the time, and it was like, African-American Barbie, look at what we have for you. So maybe that's her name, you know, secretly. It's just African-American Barbie. Uh, Do you remember when they, they had the 50 years of Barbie or maybe 60 celebration we were going to fit them vaguely i just remember a museum exhibit being there yes we had it was a big old deal they had the fit museum shut down and hot pink and barbie from all the eras and they had them in little glass boxes and everything and it was interesting how even everything changed about barbie but the colors until the last minute like they oh yeah like body makeup. 
Yeah. Body. She didn't have pointy boobs anymore. Oh, yes. But you guys refused to give us like an Asian Barbie, a Latino Barbie, a Black Barbie until the final hour. Mm. Trash. And then now, after you guys started to do that, to me as a kid, it started to get corny because again, here I am, the girl that only got Black Barbies. Oh, now you have like a Barbie that's more my actual color, but you call it her Latino. <laughs> And now you got Asian and then you're putting these other cultural Barbies out and you're putting them in like cultural dress, which always gives slight racism in my opinion. <laughs> and then holiday Barbies and all of that. But it's just like, you came out again at the final hour, you came out with this plus size Barbie. And I don't, I don't get it. Like there wasn't a really heavy marketing campaign or anything behind it. I just went into Target one day to buy it all for a kid and I saw a plus size Barbie. Yeah. Well, they're like, don't want to be known they're just like they're there if you need one it's still still, we have them but we're not going to put it in our branding like you said before yes that's so sad so with this whole barbie movie margot robbie um ryan gosling it looks like it's set in california because people got the behind the scenes of them like out skating at venice beach and different stuff do you think that that is stereotypical as well? That like Barbie lives in this perfect world? And that- I thought she was supposed to live in Malibu. That's like, right? It's like, yeah, because they had like a special one, right? Malibu Barbie. Yeah, I was going to say Barbie is everywhere. Barbie is a dentist. She's a ballet dancer. She's a mom. She's an astronaut. She, they could have put Barbie anywhere. She's a sex worker. <laughs> she <laughs> is a sex worker. Okay. Then I'm going to detail about that. Because Barbie did have a nice house, car, all of that before she ever got a job. Hyper femininity. <laughs> you said what about femininity? Hyper femininity. So uh, attached to the Barbie core is hyper femininity, of course, because that's what Barbie stands for. So I don't feel like the Barbie core trend is towards, well, I guess it would fit probably what the Kardashians and the skin tight la- latex, like hot pink we'll insert some pictures mm-hmm. but um i think they did it and then also what's her name machine gun kelly's oh megan fox yes she does a great job of looking good i have no clue what she does for her job but again yeah sex work <laughs> <laughs> i think with the hot pink especially in today's day and age it's more gender fluid like some of that stuff that was in the valentino collection you know like it, there were different genders walking the line, uh, walking the runway, and the hottest boy we saw when we were in New York. Look at watch our vlogs. He had on that hot <laughs> jacket. I still want that jacket, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hot in Texas in the summer. See now that is a kin. He was a kin. No, he was tall, white man, athletic build, mm. chiseled face, perfect doll-like face. Yep. He definitely looked like he was going to hate crime me. <laughs> without a doubt he looked great <laughs> he looked fantastic. so with the gender thing right barbie came out in a time when we did not discuss gender fluidity and sexuality and all that very openly mm-hmm. and some what republicans about, don't still mm, sad. <laughs> what about like this whole push with the barbie core and all of that does it exclude our lgbtqia friends and family I feel like it's because it's so 
childlike or it's associated with the kids, they're going to avoid it altogether. I feel like that's what's going to happen. But for example, when I was a kid, many of yeah. my boy cousins, you know, may or may not later have come out. They were playing mm-hmm. with dolls. And yeah. they were getting judged. Oh, poor things. They're probably traumatized. And that's why they refuse to come out. <laughs> You're not Oops. wrong. But <laughs> like, okay, Barbie movie coming out in this time. Like, we're not going to discuss it at all. Barbie's not going to have a gay homeboy because if she was a real person, she definitely would. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, I, I don't get how that can be like boxed out given this, like you said, hyper femininity, super pink, more is more aesthetic. How can we do that without the gays? And also everybody, they're toting the, the movie as like, they're toting this movie as a big, you know, because it's directed by Greta Gerwig that it's supposed to be, you know, pretty modern, just like a less straightforward version of Barbie. But I only know one movie that she's made of. Made. Do you know anything about her? Greta Gerwig? Let yes. me see, because I, I, I hear her name so much, but I don't know if it is just in regards to Barbie. Right, that's all I know her from. Well, I know that Frances Ha or whatever, I've seen that once. I think it was because I was bored and there was nothing better on Netflix. Okay. But... Frances Ha, saw it, not memorable. Exactly. Lady Bird, sure was great. On the Fence, Little Women. I've seen all of the iterations of Little Women. And like, I don't know if we needed another one or if the money was just laying around. Oh yeah, I feel like that was good. She directed that. I liked it because I like Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Oh Here, yes, I- she was in that. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not gonna sit here and act like, you know, Greta Gerwig is the next. Who is a, um, Sophia Coppola. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been interesting to have her do it, like artsy. She killed this Barbie. Do you guys forget what she did with Marie Antoinette and the backlash yeah. she took for making that modern? You know, in in the ways that she could. But it was iconic. Yeah, yeah, it's totally in context. But like, people ate her up for putting Chuck Taylors in the scene where they were like scanning across her shoes. And I love that. Know. But even like the how she used all the '80s music, it all fit. You know within its own like concept yes I, yes. Thought, I thought it was great and she would have been the superb pick for barbie but maybe she's too busy or maybe she's too expensive i don't know no shade to Greta. <laughs> <laughs> i have seen though and maybe it was all in preparation for this movie or maybe it's just coincidence there has been a push for barbie in the fast fashion lane so okay. barbie just a few months ago had a whole collection in forever 21 they also had African-American Barbie. There wasn't a lot, but they had a couple. Like, if you got there first, you got there early, you'd get your black Barbie t-shirt. Um, the, like, more so, I don't know what they, what you would call, like, a hot topic in the Spencer. Those type of stores always have, like, a Barbie section, Barbie stuff. Yeah, so I am wondering how, because you're saying it's so far out a year. I really thought it was here now. Yeah, but like, when does it come out? When does it come out? Because remember when we were kids, like when movies come out, McDonald's has the campaign and they're giving out toys, themes. Is Barbie going to become even more omnipresent like that when it actually gets closer? Oh, for sure. Mm -mm. I just looked it up. July 21st, 2023. So we have a whole other year of hearing about her. That is crazy. And we've been hearing about it the whole summer. Yeah, because that one still came out with her like being all goofy in that car. And uh, since then... 
they have never looked back. Now we can't hear with anything without her. I think that they're spending a lot of money on this. Of course, we won't know until it's fully wrapped and, and ready to come out that like, oh, we spent $50 million on this Barbie movie. That has to be why they're, promo they're promoting it so much. Like it cannot fail. Yeah, they have to get their money back. I feel like I don't think there's like an A-list artist, like a celebrity anymore. Like that doesn't really exist. But I feel like Ryan Gosling and uh, Margot Robbie are not like super expensive to put it nicely. I agree with that because Ryan Gosling has been off the scene since him and Eva Mendes did a place beyond the ponds or whatever. And they started having babies and stuff. He has not been out on the forefront. Oh, like yeah. He was previously. yeah. And Margot Robbie, I don't know. She just taking all the jobs that she could get. She's over here. She's playing a superhero. She's playing this. She's playing that. She's Tanya Harding. Yeah. Yeah. She's available. Yes. She's very productive. What other girl would you have placed in the Barbie role if not Margot Robbie? Who's A-list? Can it be just anybody? Yes. And I, I kind of also would want it to be somebody kind of young. Yes. Like that would be more fun. Like a Sydney Sweeney. Oh, I was thinking, well, if I was going to cast it, obviously it would have to be, I don't know, somebody of color, but also she'd probably have to be light-skinned because, you know, we still have to get the white people to go in there and watch it. And then I feel like it's cliche, but Zendaya, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was my first. And I don't want to, you know what, this is our podcast, so I'm going to be honest with you guys. First episode, mm -hmm. let's, let's be real. I feel like Zendaya, very similar to a lot of us out here, she is the acceptable Black girl because she's yeah. mixed and she skews, you know, racially ambiguous. You can look at Zendaya and if you are not from America, you would not assume that she's black or that she's this or that she's that. It's just, oh, she's a really pretty girl, like a Meghan Merkel type of figure. Yes. And she could have played Barbie. Obviously, we've all seen Zendaya Blonde before in a photo shoot and she could have, you know, handled it. And she's of an age where it still would have been fun. Because mm -hmm. I don't, I feel like Margot Robbie is kind of grown. Oh, she is. I wonder how old she is. Let me look that up. She's 32. I guess she's younger than me, but that's old. <laughs> I'm, you know, but Zendaya is a, as a young 25. Yeah. Also, there was this thing, I don't know if you saw it on, um, I think it was Twitter, about how Kiki Palmer is like less famous than Zendaya because, and they were saying, you know, it's because colorism. Mm -hmm. That they both were like child actors and Kiki's had to work, you know, harder for what she has. I saw that and I mm -hmm. commented on it and I got a lot of likes, replies, shares, whatever on that. And let me go to it so I can read. I can quote myself. Follow her on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, but don't follow me if you're sensitive because we are saying the N-word over there. We're <laughs> being fun, uh, complaining about my husband in secret under a code name. And there's a lot going on. So I Twitter's my space, safe space. Don't come over there with no shit. All right. So the person it said, I'd like someone to do a deep dive on the similarities and differences between Kiki Palmer and Zendaya's careers. This may be one of the clearest examples of how colorism plays out in Hollywood. They were both child stars, but their mainstream popularity is very different. A very uh, well-known stylist, uh, Shannon Sense, said fashion is the main difference. The type of roles that they are picked. Um, play a part too, but you guys don't realize the importance of consistent designer fashion and styling in the positioning of an actress. I replied, 
that I agree with this, Zendaya has admitted she went out of her way to be seen on carpets, even at events she wasn't invited to because she knew that if she looked nice, she wouldn't be turned away because the Hollywood industry and all that is based on PR for everybody. So the more good looking, well-dressed people we have here, the better our event looks, the more publicity we'll get, blah, blah, blah. And um, her stylist that she's been having consistently with since she started to be like more fashion focused, Law Roach, you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, at Law, uh, Luxury Law. I think over time, that relationship, it, it makes it easier to get like the bigger pulls, the more expensive runway mm-hmm. couture, all of that, because you've had the same stylist forever. People feel like there's trust there. There's a positive reputation there. And Kiki, who, you know, no shade at all to her. I love Kiki. She works with young people, up and coming people. She, if she finds a cool person on Instagram or Twitter, she'll work with them. And that's just not going to get you the fashion repertoire that you would want to have to like be invited to the Oscars for no reason, even though you don't got nothing, you know, no reason to be there and get you invited to other things like Zendaya is. Like every time that there's a carpet, I'm sure that she has an invitation because she comes out in these show-stopping extravagant looks and they want the press from it. Kiki Palmer is not known for that. And it's not yeah. that she dresses poorly. She's just not known for that, for making a statement, for making it, you know. Kiki's never been on the cover of a fashion magazine that I am aware of. How can we, as far as opportunities and being seen, we, we hate to focus things on the white gaze, but this is America. And they are the people primarily in charge and the people with the most money. So if you're not appealing to them and going to their events and trying to, you know, rub show, how are you going to get anywhere? Now, Kiki got this, even this role in her biggest movie to date outside of Aquila and the Bee from, you know, back to Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Because she, like, campaigned for it online. She just randomly added Jordan Peele, like, hey, put me in a movie. Really? Yes. And he's a Black man. Yeah. Of uh, You know, he got his own rise to fame through being on key and peel and doing all the groundwork i guess people would call that paying your dues and then he had the breakout hit with uh get out that was the first mm-hmm. big movie he got to make so people are pouring the budgets into him because they could see what he can do had didn't he also do that- antebellum yes he did antebellum that was good yeah so people are you know shell is sure the money over there for jordan and his ideas go ahead you got it and to me, just him off the strength of being a black entertainer and knowing what that is like was like, oh, sure, I got something in mind. Like, I'll put Kiki in there. Zendaya don't got to go through that because she's top of mind for everybody. They're thinking about Dune. Mm, maybe we should get some, you know, black-ish people in this desert movie, you know, so it don't look weird. White people can't survive out in the desert. This is getting crazy. Oh, Zendaya. Zendaya, well, yeah, let's get her on the line. She could fly out for a week or two. Even her People went buck wild when they thought Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, was going to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man is not black! You can't do it! No! They went crazy. Wasn't he? Was he? No, In the he multiverse, right? No? Huh? I don't think so. Uh, I remember hearing only the scandal. I didn't hear that he st- He didn't do it. I also yeah. haven't seen any of these new Spider-Mans. He doesn't do it. We get Tom Holland over there. Oh, yes. Okay. And no, I didn't hear no backlash about Zendaya being Mary Jane. Not, not nothing. Hmm. I didn't see no Twitter campaign, no Instagram poll. Can Mary Jane be light-skinned? Can she be brown? Because, you know, now they're like relationship goals. That's true for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Edie Palmer has not really had a public celebrity relationship. She's had relationships that she's put in the public, but with Mm non-famous people. Oh, isn't she bisexual or fluid or... She might be, you know, everybody is on the weekends with enough drinks. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's never had that either. And I think that puts people in a different category as well. Like the whole That's so weird that like you could be, you know, associated with somebody and then both y'all together can just like rise because of you know dating. People and I don't know if it works in every country, but I've seen mm. it. I feel like my whole life from the 90s, I still remember like couples, you know, I'm seeing Ben and J-Lo get back together has been the highlight of my oh, summer. Yes, it gives me hope. <laughs> yes. Hope, hope for love once again. People love a couple in America and they love to watch a relationship. And even like if y'all are going to get married and have kids, it's like people invest into that. Like they, I don't know what it is. They feel attached to it in some way and it will propel you like look at cardi being offset their rise he was not the most famous migo at the beginning of this relationship he is now well i guess it didn't work for Nicki minaj again she decided to marry a non-famous person yeah when she was dating meek mill you know whether it was i don't know great or not <laughs> everything was ticking up like oh oh she's i think for rappers too it works different because it makes them seem more soft more womanly or appropriate woman to society because when you're rapping about like pussy popping and you know <laughs> niggas buying you stuff with money and all that people are like oh no she's mean that's a little bit harsh that's abrasive for a woman but then yeah. you show that oh i'm in love in real life and oh look at my baby oh, oh he's sweet that's so nice she's <laughs> we off topic of barbie yeah we did that's fine because this podcast is going to be about fashion it's going to be about pop culture it's going to be about random things we rant about yes yes you guys are just going to be our third friend because there's the two of us in this group and then you guys get to be the extra person yes hope you don't mind us crying at least me (laughs) so if you ever if we're talking rambling doing anything on this show and you want to add your two cents and your three cents just leave a comment even suggest topics you want to hear us talk about next time we'll do that but you have to comment you got to like the videos you have to support because yeah how else will we know okay back to barbie core um we'll see how far we get without being super annoyed hopefully everybody will be done about hearing about barbie by next july i kind of hope it tanks just so it'll teach everybody in hollywood that we don't need to be inundated with their marketing all the time also, I guess with how they're marketing everything, we could have also talked about how, you know, artists like recording artists can't release their material because record companies need things to go viral in order for them to feel like they're going to recoup their money. So all the industries are the same. Everybody just wants their money. Yeah. And we're just the guinea pigs here to watch all their the marketing antics. It's kind of crazy, right? To think that even this whole Barbie thing, it should be aimed at kids, but they're going after like our demographic, the older millennials and millennials in general to like, cause we're going to spend the money. And it's, yeah, it's like, oh, we got to be everywhere. We want to be on TikTok. We want to be here. We want to be there. We want to have environmental marketing too. There are probably going to be Barbie events that we can go to. Like I'm, I'm for sure going to get a flyer, a party invite with like some Barbie drinks or some hot pink party. And it's just, capitalism is very insidious in that way, right? We're going to have Barbie cereal, Barbie Oreo cookies. Oh yeah. It has to be omnipresent. You have to make the money. I don't know what like the metrics are as far as recoupment, right? For these big companies, mm-hmm. you go, oh, okay, if we spent 20 million on the movie, you want to make back 40. 
double up like a drug dealer? Do we want to? <laughs> I'm sure it's way more than that. They're worse than drug dealers. They have way stricter rules. Well, because I guess, you know, the, you know most of these like Marvel movies, they're what, like 100, 200 million, right? Like budget. And they're always like, they at least made a 500, right? That first weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's usually like the goal. They're, they're getting their money. Yeah. But with the Barbie thing, it's like, I think maybe that's why they're stressed out and they're doing so much marketing because the Marvel and like Fast and the Furious type stuff, it sells itself. People are going because they want to see stuff blowing up. Yeah. They like Thor. They like this and that character. The storyline don't even got to be good. I'm just going to support my team, you know, Captain America, the Hulk, whatever. With yeah. Barbie, you got to kind of drill deep to get those people to even come out because they're going to be like more on the fringes of you know what people do i'm sure the kardashians will have a barbie press box that they get that they show us on social media oh definitely a barbie movie night because they have all those daughters so it's gonna be oh we got a special screening of barbie and that's gonna be on people's social media too just in a different way in a less packaged but still you know marketing this to you and that's what they want us to think it's like it's authentic but really they're just paying for everybody it's Ah, and that was your point about this whole episode is how they're going out of their way to make it seem like society and people and everybody is just hopping on this Barbie core wave when that's really not true and all of it's being manufactured. Yeah, it's just being enforced upon us. And I'm tired of seeing it on my Instagram feed. I, I don't really spend a lot of time on Instagram because it's so like the home shopping network now. I really oh, get yeah. a bunch of ads and stuff. So I'm on TikTok, but I do see a ton of stuff on tiktok like that's why i thought the movie was coming out or already you know well guys maybe you know we probably talked too bad so we won't get an invite to the premiere <laughs> but we'll review the red carpet yes from yeah, the comfort of our home okay i guess you already sur- surmised what we're about so fashion pop culture don't forget to like and subscribe follow us on all the social medias i'm sure they'll be linked in everywhere and then uh, leave us a review on all the podcast places so we can get discovered yes let, let us be in the high ranking don't have us down there with the tech bros and the weirdo people murder mystery people you know get us up <laughs> to be seen we're cute yes because i'm tired of being poor and it's in texas and i'm just like sweating <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, it's I not a, it's, this is not a j-lo glow this yeah, is texas heat homeless. there's no more space on the sidewalk for me so. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm signing off. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for watching.